Hello everyone and welcome back guys to episode 29 of the Unnamed Motorsport Podcast. Yesterday me, uh, today me, today Jamie and I are back to review the very, very interesting uh, Brazilian Grand Prix. But yeah, 29 episodes in Jamie. How how you doing this week, mate? Pretty good. Um, the house is taking shape. I've moved in for longer than 24 hours this week. Yep. So, very nice. Yep, we, we did get him to do a podcast as he was trying to move boxes around his house. The dedication to the fans. <laughs> you love to see it. But my, I mean my day's bef- been very good today because Guanny Joe's been asked to Alfa Romeo. So Yes, yeah, that, that probably we should probably talk about that first, shouldn't we? At the time of recording this, we don't quite know when. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be early today, but it's, it's actually Chinese tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be announced yeah. for China. So at the time of recording this, Guan Yu Zhou hasn't been confirmed to Alfa Romeo, but by the time you're watching this, he probably has. So, yeah, a bit gutted, obviously, that Oscar Piastri hasn't been given the shot this year, but... He'll get a yeah. in the future, for sure. Like, Guan Yu Zhou's about to get doing. slapped. Yeah, Guan Yu Zhou's about to get slapped by Valtteri Bottas next year. But, yeah, the I'm way this so one sure. kind of got confirmed was rather funny, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it some... Was it a Renault dealership in China? Or was it an Alfa Romeo? I can't... Anyway, some car dealership just put congratulations Joe up in their first store. Chinese Formula One driver yeah yeah you know if I owned an Australian dealership I definitely would have put the same thing up with Piastri so just to confuse funny, people <laughs> just like a random Daihatsu yeah. dealer just puts that up <laughs> but yeah so at least I mean we get one new rookie on the grid for next year it's probably rookie not the one the I think a lot yeah unfortunately so but yeah I think uh, yeah, not quite the person a lot of us would have wanted. And I think even you can argue Piastri probably deserves it more. Probably, but I don't care. I, I'm happy. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, but anyway, yeah, moving on though to the Brazilian Grand Prix. Then there was already a bit of controversy before we even got into the weekend. Mercedes confirmed they'd be giving Lewis Hamilton a new power unit, Jamie. And that meant immediately a five-place grid penalty. Yeah, and immediately way better top like, top end speed like we saw in... Uh... When was it Turkey, where he was just a bullet on a straight because he got a new yes. power unit? Yep. Now, be honest though, you didn't really think that until we got to race day, did you? Well, the sprint uh, the race it was earlier. Yes, yeah, the sprint, re- <laughs> the sprint race. I sort of meant by that, but before that, you were just thinking, well, this is it. This is Max's title. This is Verstappen's win. Easy one, exactly. one two for Max and uh, Checo. Yes. Here we go. Yeah. But I mean, even on Friday morning, watching free practice one. You could tell this was a weekend where Hamilton was going to do everything. He was, like, so on it. It was incredible, to be fair. And especially in the Friday night qualifying. What was it, half a second, almost? Just under, yeah. yeah. Four and a half tenths to in Max Verstappen. In a minute and ten lap. It's Less than that, incredible. 67 seconds. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was, so, was kind of insane. Yeah, and I think, like I said, obviously, we saw Hamilton, even in free practice, he was doing, like maxed out almost like f1 game time trial lines you know trying to absolutely maximize the track width yeah you know he's on, he's on the white lines on the braking zones everywhere really trying to get everything out of that mercedes yeah but to be fair i saw it in the race as well perez and verstappen were perilously close to the grass on the entry to turn four like yes yeah not. it was incredible but turn four is odd though because you sort of get that weird little bit right towards the break like in the braking zone where the track actually gets wider again yeah so you're quite safe going on the white line but it, yeah. i still wouldn't be playing it that close when you got no to no lose. exactly and this is why these guys are paid millions yeah, exactly. of pounds a year and we moan about league racing um yep <laughs> but yeah so like you said though lewis hamilton picks up pole position for the sprint race half a second clear of max verstappen we think great he's going to start the rear race from p6 and then it all kicks off doesn't it Yep, because <laughs> uh, Christian Horner notices, or someone at Red Bull notices anyway, I think it was Adrian Newey gave the FA a bit of a tip-off before qualifying that like Mercedes' rear wing was too wide when it opened DRS, which was took for some reason almost 24 hours to actually them to decide a penalty, which is quite obviously going to be a disqualification because it's technically infringement. Because Mercedes yeah. dragged out as long as they could by saying that Verstappen broke it by resting his thumb on the rear wing. Um, which was quite amusing. But that wasn't the only issue with it, remember? What was the other issue? I didn't see that. It was 0.2 millimetres over. So, obviously, first of all, Mercedes are saying, obviously, they've tested it before and it didn't fail. It must have been a part failure. 
in qualifying. Yeah. It wasn't something they did on purpose, which a lot of people were adamant they were deliberately trying to cheat. If you're going to do that, you don't do it by 0.2 millimetres. And also, why would you design a car to be against the rules? Exactly. Because that's just stupid. You find loopholes. You don't just explit- explicitly... Exactly. Yeah, a black and white rule. You don't yeah. just go, ah, oh, we're, we're not going to do that. It's fine, lads. Um, yeah, that, and obviously you had all the stuff about Max Verstappen as well, which, let's be fair, if you're in Mercedes shoes, it's 0.2 millimetres. Of course you're going to claim Max has done something to it, or that yeah, they can't prove ridiculous. Max didn't do something to it. They yeah, know of course. for a fact how stiff that carbon fibre is. Like, I work with this stuff at uni all the time. You can't bend it. So <laughs> him resting his thumb on the rear wing was not going to do anything. <laughs> yes, yeah. But you sort of think they've got nothing to lose by doing that either, do you? Yeah, they they were just... It's like the little schoolboy. Oh, he did it first, or he did it. He's messed up as well. It's like... <laughs> yeah, well, it's that whole you can't prove... You can't guarantee that's not what happened there. <laughs> it's sort of their whole ploy in that situation. Well, the FA threw out that claim, and well, Verstappen yes. got a reprimand and a fine. Which, he got a uh... €50,000 fine for that. <laughs> and they said on Sky Sports, well, because obviously Hamilton got disqualified... Verstappen then got the pole bonus for qualifying yep. on pole. His pole bonus is more, is than, more 50 than 50 grand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I never sort of understand like when people get upset by fines in Formula 1 unless it's some Spygate $100 million. Most yeah. of them are meaningless to the teams. And what was the, the racing point one last year? Was that 15? 15,000 like euros, wasn't it? It was, no, it was less than that, wasn't it, I thought? Stupid. I mean, the points loss was actually significant because they lost their Yeah. But still, <laughs> I don't get I like mean, the FIA. Are made sorry, four hundred thousand euros. Yeah, that's pocket change to Lawrence Stroll. Yeah, like it's it's weird why they even do fines because every team is so rich that it makes no difference unless it's like tens of millions. Yeah, I'm guessing obviously it helps the FIA with certain obviously like logistics and stuff and Formula One. And all this, that, and the other. But They're not exactly struggling, though, the amount they charge for tickets. Well, exactly. This is the problem. But, I mean, it all helps, doesn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's always a bit ridiculous. Like, I remember, what, a few years back when it Ferrari were fined, like, 500 euros for speeding. <laughs> Either, like, Ferrari or a, like, a team that had an operating budget of half a billion euros. Yeah. They're going to go, wait, oh, money no. comes in? Is, is there, like, a coin for 500 <laughs> yet? Or... It's just insanity. Yeah. Lewis but yeah. Inside about 10 seconds. Yeah, exactly. It's it's insane. But yeah, so we ended up with Max Verstappen on pole ahead of Valtteri Bottas. Then we get to sprint race Saturday. And immediately there's there's a bit of spice involved, isn't there, Jamie? Because a lot of drivers have gone mediums, but you have a yeah. few on the softs. Which was kind of to be expected. We saw it in Silverstone where Alonso went on the softs and it was like a crazy good start. And then everyone else... Like you were just defending the rest of the race because the softs died earlier, obviously. But Bottas on the softs got a very, very good start. To be fair to Valtteri Bottas, he does seem to pull out. It's like he goes one with the other. He's either like amazing starts or useless. And this time yeah. it was a pretty good one. So yeah, he took the lead into turn one. Uh, Verstappen had no chance of doing anything stupid. So he didn't. well helped to be fair by Max Verstappen's gear mesh. Oh, oh gear, gear sync, sync was yeah. out, wasn't it? Yeah. Which apparently is an issue they've had a lot this year. Yeah, it's electronic. So obviously, formation lap four on the way to the grid, you go through all the gears to sync up the basically faster shifting, which yeah. on the way to the grid or something must have just reset and lost all the gear sync. So yeah, which ideal. is a very very strange issue to have, isn't it? it I is. reckon that might have been what happened to him at Mugello last year. It wasn't that bad though, surely. That was just no power straight away. I reckon that was a bigger failure. Possibly, yeah, you might be right there. To be fair, but yeah, so immediately we see Max jump, uh, Max get jumped. Sorry, by Bottas off the start. Nothing and he can Sainz, do to defend himself. Sainz as well, yeah, was the big man off the start, wasn't he? Went from he what fifth, fifth up into wasn't it? Place by turn four. Yeah, got straight past. Was it Charles Leclerc in front of him? Wasn't it um, on the grid? Yeah, Leclerc and, was and fourth. Perez. Yeah, and then obviously Perez no, and Max Gasly. as well. Gasly was fourth and got a terrible start. Yes, yeah, no, you are right, aren't you? Yeah, so Carlos Sainz, yeah, out qualified, or out one lapped Charles Leclerc. Um, and then, of course, yeah, managed to get past three Honda Power cars in the first four corners, which was brilliant to see. Uh, didn't didn't last long, though. Again, no. lap four, Max Verstappen just flew back past him, which we weren't really surprised about. Uh, we we weren't also quite had. surprised by 
Were we? The rest I of wasn't. the race. Not by Verstappen, yes. but the rest yeah. of the race where Sainz just stayed in third, which is quite yeah, surprising Perez got just, Perez. Yeah, Perez just couldn't do anything about it, which was rather odd. I mean, we had Kimi and Gio collide early as well, as they both went past Alonso, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. And probably neither of their thoughts, really. I don't think either expected the other one to still be there after both passing Alonso. But I'd argue Kimi's fault. Probably, he turned in on someone. Yeah, but he's completely blindsided. There's no way he knew he was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Old washed-up man. I get it. Um, well, it's still better than Geo, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, whilst obviously, whilst all this is going on, it's you can't rattle off every overtake Hamilton made in the sprint race, but basically anything we talk about from the sprint race, Hamilton has made another place up as it's yeah. going on. Every single like lap, he's basically. he's just flying past people left, right, and centre. He gets speed. stuck a little bit, doesn't he, behind Ricardo? Because you yeah, have because... Ricardo. Vettel and Ocon? Norris. No, Norris. Oh, no, you are right. It was Ocon, wasn't it? Yeah. At the front of that little group. DRS train. So couldn't get past straight away, like league racing DRS trains back again. Yes, yeah. But eventually got the ball and just kept on driving really fast. So. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we saw Lando Norris make a good move on Charles Leclerc as well. Yeah, Leclerc tried to kill him on the straight, surprisingly. But Norris didn't care. Went past him yep. up into what was fifth? Yeah. Yes, yeah, fifth yeah. place at the time um, and then of course I think move of the day was Lewis's last lap lunge on Lando wasn't it yeah. try saying that five times over <laughs> yeah it was I, I I mean looking at it in the camera angle we had on the live TV it was like he's never getting that slowed down but then when you look on the onboards it's a lot more in control than it looked but still yes yeah <laughs> I never really sort of got that vibe from the offboard in all honesty I just thought Norris looked like he was lining up an undercut which made me think that Hamilton was going to go deep but then he just didn't so. yeah yeah, and it's always weird, isn't it, Sao Paulo Turn 1? Because of the banking, you can really dive into the apex early. Like 60 metres away. It's like crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane. Uh, in towards that first corner. But there we go then, the sprint race. Bottas takes home the win ahead of Max and Carlos Sainz. Then we had Perez 4th and Hamilton. 24 laps goes from 20th to 5th. And yeah. we're like... This man is on a mission this weekend. Obviously, <laughs> after the disqualification... Well, not definitely going to win, but you sort of think you yeah. you can't really discount anything here in the race, can you? Um, obviously, starts P10 for the real race, and this was sort of always a bit odd, isn't it, with the sprint racing? Because Hamilton technically got disqualified from something before qualifying began. Yeah. And then Which is... Yeah. Served a penalty. Served well, a, spent, served a disqualification a penalty, before... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just strange. very odd, isn't it? Just like the whole rules for it as well. But yeah, so getting into the race then, we've got Hamilton starting P10, Bottas on the pole ahead of Max and Carlos Sainz. There. Yeah, immediately then there's controversy once more at the start of the race. Bottas gets jumped by Max in basically the same way he jumped Max in the sprint race, except for Max, I think a lot of people didn't spot this early on, did they? Max basically did a Montoya on him into T1. Yeah, he kind of ran off the road. But we're slightly used to that with Max, aren't we? Like, he's going to get away with it, so... Yeah, which I'm not a fan of, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big fan of either, but, like... It's, it's not I also great. think Bottas was a little bit ambitious trying to keep it that around the outside. Yeah, yeah, it's that thing, isn't it, of if you can keep it around the outside at turn one, you sort of get the inside for turn two, and it can force someone wide on the exit, but this is Bottas, he's not going to do that. Yeah, he's not going to do that at all. He's not aggressive yeah. enough, so... But even before but, that... Uh, Science got a pretty bad start. Norris tries to go around the outside, right? Yes, the, yeah. The wall with the fans there, the outside wall. <laughs> that's what it's called. I don't think Science was trying to do that because no, he had Perez and Leclerc just, on the yeah. inside. He just this was the problem. Line, and now to go on the outside and came across him a bit too early and got a puncture, so straight yeah. to the back. And that was basically Lando's afternoon yeah. done and dusted, really, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, so then obviously heading down in towards uh, is it the Oh, excuse me, the Esquido de Lago into turn four? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bottas, again, he's got Perez now applying the pressure. He's had a horrible run out of turn one and turn Not two. Not even really applying the pressure. He just went wide. He's right on the outside, Perez. Was he? Yeah. Oh, maybe I forgot that bit. But anyway, yeah. Bottas made a pretty unforced error. Drove off the track. Yep, just completely way too hot in and then loses another place to Sergio yeah. Perez there. And the Rebel 1-2. And Leclerc uh, almost got him as it. well. Yeah, Leclerc did almost get him as well. Yeah, the fact that at the end of that one, Red Bull have got a 1-2. Yeah, they're going, this week. This weekend's over. Obviously, again, we must add, whilst all this is going on, Hamilton is just making overtakes left, right and centre. Is that to 7th by the end of that one? 
He's up three places by the end of lap one. Uh, we then see Yuki Sonoda try to dive Lance Stroll on lap four. By this point, Hamilton's third, isn't he? No, Hamilton's fourth at this point. No, yeah, fourth. Fourth at this point. And then Bottas let him through basically immediately before the safety car. Yes, yeah. Um, thoughts on the Yuki on Lance, though? I think Sonoda was unlucky to get a penalty because yep. we've seen the drivers... more send it from that far back because he wasn't out of control he got it slowed down for the apex it's yeah. just Stroll also wanted the apex and a two into one doesn't work but like yes, we've seen yeah. plenty of times before where people like Ricardo did it every single race back in when he was decent yeah and this and is drivers just have to leave each other's face and this is kind of the problem isn't it because you've got drivers like Ricardo and Max that people know they're going to do that sort of thing so people are aware and ready to jump out the way yeah I guess Stroll wasn't expecting it at all didn't see well, Stroll's out. never. Re- I don't. I'm not convinced Stroll really knows what he's doing a lot of the time. To be no, honest, he's kind of just there. Dreadful, anyway. Yeah, so. he just like this is what made me laugh at what was it Portugal with him and Max coming together. Oh yeah. In free practice, yeah, they're like they're both as bad as each other. No wonder they came together. <laughs> yeah, it's a good job they don't have to fight that often in, in the actual. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of insane, isn't it? But yeah, I think Yuki. He was definitely unlucky to get the penalty as well, wasn't he? But I think. The FIA were trying to sort of stop these sorts of dive bombs coming in until later on, then they didn't care anymore again. It <laughs> seems like so much the contact rather than penalising the, the move. Yeah, exactly. This is the problem, isn't it? They penalise. <laughs> they penalise based on the outcome still in a lot yeah. of situations, rather than the causation, which is frustrating. But I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get into that a bit more soon. Obviously, yeah. Bottas lets Lewis by at the end of that four, start of that five, and then we get a safety car. So obviously Butch yeah. is up the field again. So it basically uh, makes Hamilton's starting position void because he was third at the start of the real race. So. Whatever way you look at it, Max was really not good on the restart, in my opinion. Really not good. He was leading after the restart. Far too much weaving, far too late, though. What do you mean? I think we need to go, to go back. To, he's allowed to go up to the line. Yeah, no, and this is what I'm saying. I think they need to revert the rule back. Nah, it's Because it's ridiculous. getting ridiculous. But, like, that's... When you had it back in the third safety car line, back in whatever year it was, yeah. you would have 22 cars, or I think it's now like 18 or however many are left, driving it to turn one, all on cold tyres and brakes at 200 miles an hour. And then a yes. lot more accidents are likely to happen. Whereas, but what we're finding at the moment is drivers are going so slow up to the line. It's just We saw it at Mugello last year. It's just carnage. But that there wasn't any carnage in Brazil. It's just Mugello was when they all started... Good, like when it stopped loads yeah but they they didn't stop loads that is the problem obviously the back markers try and catch back yeah, up as they're getting ready and, to like, go green it, don't they, and mess it yeah up. but that's not the leader's fault at all but this is what i'm saying like i don't i'm not blaming max for what he did as such but those sorts of things i don't believe should be happening you're just saying in the this first as place. if it was a third safety card line and max had to tow perez and Hamilton up the hill and probably loses the lead it didn't matter. Hamilton slapped him anyway. I'm saying yeah. it's just frustrating. Like, I don't like seeing that sort of thing. Because obviously like all it then means is everyone's even bunched up more as you head into turn one. Yeah, but everyone's going so slowly that you can't go for any moves anyway. They're not going so slowly, Jamie. It's a Formula One car. But, like, you're going 90 miles an hour over the start-finish line rather than 190. Yeah, but even by turn one, you're still... They won't be going max speed at all. Come on. <laughs> They'd be doing like 140, I would have thought, into turn one. Well, we could probably argue about this forever, but I, I think it's fine as it is. Third safety car line needs to needs to come back. I'm sorry, it, it just does. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we obviously the next few laps unfold. Lewis on lap 18 then gets around Sergio Perez after Perez begs the team to make Max give him DRS. Yeah, which never Max happen. goes no. You can get stuff, mate. I'm winning this all by myself. Well, why would he slow down and get yeah. closer to Hamilton? It was a bit of a strange request. Yeah, I can understand why Perez made the request. Oh, yeah. And it would have been nice to see some teamwork by them, but I can also think it probably wouldn't have made much difference long term. No, probably not. Perez might have been able to stay ahead of Bottas. Well, that was just luck, with the, or bad luck on Perez's part with the VSC. Yes, yeah, so. exactly. Exactly, but... Yeah, then sort of the next few laps, it gets a bit weird, doesn't it? There's not really a lot going on. We sort of see everyone pit up between sort of like lap 15 and lap 20. And then, weirdly enough, Max Verstappen pits again on like lap 40. 
Yeah, pretty early. I think they were they were incredibly keen not to get undercut, so just yeah. went insanely early. Yeah, which so felt like it worked. I guess they didn't lose the lead, but still. But I mean, you could argue it didn't work at all because they lost. But yeah, it was well, very very. Stop, was it? Yeah, no, exactly. It was just very very strange, wasn't it? Like they yeah. they seemed so adamant they weren't going to get undercut. Like it just didn't really make sense. Yeah, and all, it didn't make sense also from a Mercedes standpoint. Because they didn't really try anything different. They just sort of followed the consequential Red Bull in each time. Yeah, it was... Usually we see them go for mad, like, extensions and try and catch loads at the end and stuff. Yeah, and this is... I mean, at that point I thought, well, this is it then. It's just going to be the top four going to the flag now. I was hoping that was the case, but unfortunately not. Yeah, didn't didn't quite end up that way though. So we sort of see, yeah, all of the top four sort of pit between like lap forty and lap forty-five. I want to say there or thereabouts. Perez tried to stay out a couple of laps longer, like he always does, but it didn't really make much difference. Hamilton then takes a good what two and a half seconds out of Max again over like the next couple of laps around sort of the pit window time because the undercut just isn't really that strong here. The undercut on the first top was big. And then, uh, no. It was. He went from Hamilton went before Max, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. And a lot more of that, I think, was down to the car. Yeah, probably. Just because Hamilton was rapid this weekend. Yeah, Yeah. it was. It was. was, I think again, it was just. Yeah, it was all very, very odd. But we sort of get to lap forty-eight. Then Hamilton started applying more pressure to Max, and it was all over the back of him getting the DRS into turn one. Hamilton beats a move to the inside but pulls straight back out to the racing line Max goes defensive he compromises his run through turn 1 turn 2 and obviously out of the centre S down into the Esquido Largo Hamilton gets to the inside uh, sorry gets to the outside even I should say of Max Verstappen takes the lead by a, a takes the lead basically <laughs> pretty much a car length in front and Max just break. Max you know in that moment has gone I'm breaking later than him I don't care where he breaks <laughs> I'm breaking later than him yeah and both of them well, I have to take off the track because Verstappen was on the inside, was just about ahead at the apex. To be fair to him, which is why there was no apex, apex, Jamie. I'm sorry, he was ahead. No, there was apex. no apex. Well, obviously there, the, was no the, apex. The, the, there was no apex in that but, situation. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, like by the apex of the corner, Verstappen did have his nose in front, which is why it wasn't penalised, in my opinion. Mm, this I, is I again where it gets difficult, been. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those rare occasions where Hamilton and Max have had an incident this year and we both think it should have been a penalty. Don't get me wrong, I think five or ten seconds would have been fair. Five, yeah, I think it would have been five if it was anything, I'm sure. Yeah. <coughs> but it was very, very strange why it wasn't. I don't really understand. Well, this is the FIA have claimed they can't get the camera, the onboard. F1 TV has the camera. You can pay 25 quid a month and get it for. No, I was going to say for free, it's not for free. <laughs> yeah. It just, like, I'm sorry. That doesn't slide as an excuse anyway. And also, why do you need the onboard camera? You can judge what happened. We can clearly see, yeah, Max has gone all out trying to just break later than Lewis in that situation. He does, Like, let's be fair, Max is in that situation. His mindset is, well, if we crash, I don't lose anything here. I'm going to yeah. lose seven points if we if I let him buy. If I don't, we, I I walk out of this weekend two points further ahead in the title. Yeah, which is absolutely fine for Verstappen. Which is, I think, why we've seen. It's so, fine for Verstappen, but it's a dangerous mentality to have in a sport a like this. Yeah. But then we saw people like Senna had that mentality, and everyone calls him the goat. So. Yeah, yeah, very very different though. I'd argue. Is it? Yes. From Italia, not Italia. That's the football. From Suzuka, nineteen ninety. That remember, <laughs> I'll say this before and I'll say go. this again to you, Jamie. <laughs> Suzuka ninety was payback for Suzuka eighty nine. Oh, that makes it fine then, does it? <laughs> I mean, Prost deliberately took Senna out. Senna deliberately took Prost out. Yeah. <laughs> not Still. not great, but I don't genuinely believe Senna would have done that had he won eighty nine. Had he been able to, or had he not been unfairly disqualified in eighty nine, yeah, he still won the race. Good. Yeah, in insanity, insanity back in the day. I don't know. And I this, think I think, is the end of their why careers, people look back on this year and say that's when you could tell Max was going to be a champion because he was willing to do stuff like that. I think Max has proven on many other occasions well, this yeah, year he's true. willing to be a champion. Drive. I think this proves he's willing to do anything, which is just worrying. 
And I think, yeah, this this was sort of the problem with it, wasn't it? Was a lot of people were saying, you know, Max sort of made it to the apex first and all this, that and the other. Max was never making that corner. People, I know a lot of people were trying to compare it to Kota. Hmm. But the, I don't know. the, the you, difference you, with you, the Hamilton doing some of these things sometimes, forcing someone out, is Hamilton makes the corner still. Hamilton keeps it between the white lines well, himself. USA 2015 disagrees, but... <laughs> Hamilton stayed on the circuit, didn't he? Only just, and by forcing... He still made the corner. driving right through a left-hander. That was ridiculous. That should have been hell too. I mean, but... that was wet conditions as well. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. Not Hamilton's finest moment. I'm not going to argue against that. <laughs> but it was wet conditions, which is another variable, and the start of a Grand Prix. That was so... Yeah, I'm getting vented. You're just getting upset now about completely the wrong thinking thing. Thinking about you? 2015. The amount of times I mean, you just drove yeah, but, off the track. Yeah, but Rosberg was nothing that year anyway. Rosberg, Rosberg spent the whole of 2015 cool, off. Yeah. Did, didn't Seb head into Kota or leave Kota ahead of Rosberg in no, the championship? he went into Kota ahead, yeah. Yeah, which is <laughs> But Rosberg insanity. had so that year, which people were happy And he was like useless. And he was useless. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't useless. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I think this was like the problem for me with this. And I know a lot of people were going, well, Hamilton ran him off the road at Silverstone. Had they not had contact at Silverstone, Hamilton would have made the corner then as well. Hamilton will go for dives, but he will never go for one where both drivers end up off the road. Can you think of a time when he has that wasn't Felipe Massa? Because I'm sure there's one there probably. <laughs> um, not off my head. But then no. he's very rarely racing people because he's always the best car. So. Well, he's always miles ahead because he's the best driver. <laughs> what? We laugh. No, I'm, this is this is what I... Right, who's better than Hamilton on the grid? Verstappen. <laughs> no. No. Not a yeah. better all-rounder. We did a no. tier list a week ago, or two weeks ago, and we put three drivers better than Verstappen, better than Hamilton. What, for this season? Yeah. So as This of hasn't right been now, Hamilton's best year, yeah. but Hamilton as an all-round driver is still better than Max. Oh, shut up. I'm not agreeing with that. <laughs> he is. He, I'm sorry, Jamie. This weekend proved why still. And the, the, He was very, very good this weekend. This weekend he was better than Verstappen, but you take the whole season into account. So his, his most recent result then, Jamie, based on your logic. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use your words against you. I really am. Yeah. Um, Hamilton is... Hamilton... No. Uh, Hamilton is... Bet- as good a qualifier as Max, probably better still, in terms of getting um, everything out of a car over one lap. He's done it 101 times. Yeah, across about 50 years. And he's got as good, if not better, race consistency as Max. Verstappen has finished one and two in every clean race that he's done this season. And the not, not clean races have never been his fault, arguably apart from Italy. Hmm... Punctured those tyres at Baku by himself. Oh, Didn't see anyone on. hit him. I'm not having this. <laughs> the thing, the difference between Max and Hamilton still for me, the one that is clear cut, is racecraft. I mean, Hamilton's definitely fairer. Yeah, Hamilton's a lot better of a race racer than Max in racecraft. Mm. Max does uh, one yeah. of two things: he either puts the nose somewhere where he knows they're both going to crash. Or he forces someone off the road. Verstappen Sometimes both. Sometimes get out of the way a lot more. Exactly. Exactly. Which probably isn't the best attitude to have. Really. No. No. And this is the problem, isn't it? I know we've spoke about it a couple of times before this year. Formula One has very much dug itself a hole again. And we see this with more and more new drivers well, coming like in. The culmination of what they, what the FA were doing in 15, 16, 17. With allowing yeah. Verstappen to do whatever he wanted. Because as soon as he's in a title, a title fight, like he can still do whatever he wants because they've never knuckled down at him at all. Yeah, but if that's and he, he, you, go, you have to agree, he takes it too far. Uh, the, these are the yeah. these are the best drivers in the world. Obviously, mis- they're humans as well. At the end of the day, mistakes will happen occasionally, but you shouldn't be almost getting involved as many instances as Max potentially could be. Especially when you look back at like twenty early twenty seventeen and stuff. To, to be fair, yeah, he's massively toned down the movie. He toned it down, don't get me wrong, a lot since then, yeah. But you shouldn't be getting in that many instances in the first place. In the in the way he was. Yeah, but I think that's just the way he was brought up to win at all costs. 
so that's what he always did and I guess he never had the time in junior formulas to tone that down because he came into F1 like five years before most people do so he was doing that learning in Formula 1 in the spotlight when it's not really accepted unless he's yeah and this is the other thing isn't it with Max Verstappen because you think in Red Bull he could have just ended up being another what if mm. like it's kind of insane like when you consider just how wildly different Red Bull's trajectories can be for drivers yeah, but, but then they always could see that he was something special, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, like, exactly. three, fourth place in that Toro Rosso, which was pretty dreadful. Yeah, but 2015 was a weird year in terms of pace as well. Strange. Actually, Toro Rosso weren't that bad in 2015 either. They were, like, at best, seven. No, there were occasions where they were as quick as... Nearly as quick as Red Bull. Yeah, but Red Bull were at best, fifth, though. <laughs> fifth? Fourth? So you had Mercedes were obviously the fastest, Ferrari yep. were close second. Yeah. Williams were comfortable third. I wouldn't say comfortable third, but they were Usually. third normally, yeah. And then you had Red Bull in fourth. Yeah. And then Force India finished fifth, Lotus sixth, Torosso seventh. Yeah. And Sauber yeah. But Sainz was very unlucky that year as well, Sainz remember? Sainz was unlucky, but Verstappen just doing what he did in that Torosso, they could tell that he was going to be very, very good. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So, anyway, um, back, anyway. <laughs> back to this weekend, I suppose. Maybe we we've spent a good five minutes ranting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we both agree a five or a ten second penalty would have been fair for Max there. Yeah, it's I mean, very I didn't see easy. It live, but on the radio, they were like, "That's going to be a penalty." <laughs> yeah, and I think this is the thing, isn't it? I think FIA would have been a lot more hot water had Max won the Grand Prix, but this won't and, be remembered as one of those. It yeah. should have been a penalty because Lewis still got him. And also had, like, had they taken 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 any longer, like the next ten laps or so after that, Hamilton wasn't really trying an overtake because no. he was pretty convinced he was going to get a penalty. So I had, don't think imagine... he was convinced he wasn't going to get him. I think he was just Maybe refocusing and recharging. Yeah, and just but if of... he was just waiting behind, waiting for the penalty, and then they took the whole race deciding. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. They and then didn't give one, and Hamilton has that to blame, doesn't he? But I guess it's all hindsight and. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Hamilton, I don't think, ever gives up unless there's already been a penalty. Like we saw at Canada, Canada 2019, didn't we? I think Hamilton would have got Seb had he not got a penalty. Because when things like that happen to him, he just sort of finds that another level, doesn't he? Yeah, and he was definitely on another level this weekend, to be fair. Yeah, this weekend. I mean, definitely helped, and the Mercedes was the fastest car. <laughs> that Mercedes was the fastest car. That Mercedes was, with a yeah. new engine, yeah. Well, this was the thing, wasn't it? I think I can't remember if I linked to the article or not. There was, I think it was an Italian company. Now, you can never really... No. It's a lot based then. on Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Um, they reckon that Mercedes power unit, apparently, is only designed to do 2,500 kilometres, when normally they're designed to do 7,000. Yeah. They're so running at run that high so thresholds. It is, it's like 1980s turbo cars. Yeah. 1,500 horsepower for two laps. Which surely has got some sort of reliability effect, because... Obviously, they wouldn't risk anything for no reason, but there's got to be some sort of drawback of running at that high pressure. It doesn't last as long. Yeah, but how sure are they going to be that it lasts two and a half k kilometers? I do not even want to begin to imagine the <laughs> testing they've done to make sure this thing works. I suppose, but it would be so funny if there was an engine failure. I would laugh. Well, so this long. is the thing, though, isn't it? Now, because Mercedes look at that and go, "Well, we went from last to first at a track that's not completely power orientated." Mm. You've got to be looking at. Sort of is. <laughs> Saudi. It, no, it, it, don't get me wrong, it's certainly no Monaco, but Interlagos, a lot of the track is still Quite corners. Speed, I guess. It's just low-speed corners and then massive straights. Yeah. They're not, much yeah. And they're not even <clears throat> massive straights, though, are they, in Interlagos? Well, there's a whole two sectors where there's two massive straights. Yeah, but no, the whole the, neither straight line. is particularly that big, though, is my point. Mm. The front straight's only one kilometre, and the other one's got to be, yeah, what, the, the track's about 600 metres? It's not three and a half kilometres. I swear it's not much longer than that. It's got to be about just over four kilometres, isn't it? Like, I, I'm, I'm going to guess 4.1. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be looking at that and looking at Saudi and going, well, that track's just all straight. Saudi track, I saw it got released when we were recording this today on yeah. F1 game. And it's literally, you don't go below fourth gear the whole lap. It's just it's high speed corners mad. and massive straights. Which I'm if hoping ever... is going to be a dirty air fest and just Red Bull get a pole. There's no way Red Bull are getting pole there. No, I don't think they will. But they got Although, the then again, we, we said this about Interlagos, didn't we? Yeah. You, you can't bring Belgium into this. 
I mean, it was wet, but still they got pole. <laughs> you, you look at Monza, it's probably a fairer example. The Mercedes were clear-cut that weekend. Well, the um, gained points in the championship that weekend. He did as well, didn't he? <laughs> pure eggery. But anyway, last few laps, though, obviously we're all hyped up because Hamilton's absolutely banged on Max. A brilliant move when he finally pulled it off. It was a very good move. Though, I mean, he obviously the weave was going to happen because otherwise Verstappen was just going to send it again. So, well within his rights, but it did look a bit aggressive. But then when oh, he yeah, but what he did, you can't... Exactly, you, you're sort of... The thing is as well, and I think a lot of people sort of wildly underestimate this in Formula 1, is when Lewis looked at the inside and obviously Max defended it, that plays a big role in the way those two will drive in the final four races oh, of the year. Overhyping this huge. I'm not! I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm not. Like, Formula 1 drivers, this is how they think. Verstappen does not let anything affect his mentality. We've seen this really? so many times. In 2018, he really? made five mistakes in six When years. has Verstappen been in this sort of pressure situation? He doesn't feel pressure. He's built different. He's never been put in this much of a pressure situation. Yeah, but he doesn't... Like, you see his interviews and everything. He's like, my life will go on if I don't win a championship. It's like, yeah, he literally doesn't How care. easy is that to say when but you're missing your breaking it. point into turn four? I mean, he didn't really miss his breaking point. He completely missed the breaking point, Jamie. That's why they both went off on like he was 30 yards. He wasn't really looking for the breaking point. I want to know how many 0.2 millimetres Max was away from that, <laughs> from the circuit. That's, that's how many weekends he should be disqualified for. Like 6,000. <laughs> Honestly, this podcast is going to be so aggressive, whoever wants the title. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so, I mean, late on, though, we saw Gasly jumped Ocon and Alonso late on. Means that yeah. AlphaTauri and Alpine went into the weekend tied on points and leave the weekend tied on points. Yeah. <laughs> but it was Lewis ahead of Max, Bottas and Perez riding out your top four there. Ferrari's fifth and sixth. Ricardo seventh? The championship now. No, yes, Gasly's yeah. No, Ga- yeah, no, sorry, Gasly seventh, Alonso Ocon eighth and ninth. McLaren had a nightmare. Ricardo no, just tenth. wasn't on pace. Ricardo Lando still... Yeah, Ricardo retired, didn't he? But Lando still picked up a point, which was a decent recovery from the yeah, start. I don't see them getting third off Ferrari now. No, it's it's looking pretty I'm safe. Saying isn't that, it? Jeddah could be like a another Monza or Russia where they're just rapid. Yeah, but Ferrari have brought engine upgrades since then. Yeah, Ferrari are pretty good as well. The one advantage McLaren had is kind of gone now, isn't yeah. it? Because of the Ferrari behind, power upgrade. So they need some luck. He basically, basically in the last few races of the year, but. Yeah, a, another decent... Like we said, obviously, it wasn't the most exciting race in the world, apart from Hamilton. It was still very enjoyable. Like, we we take for granted these races of 2021, but you look at 2020 and most of the races were just horrific. So, mm, like... Yeah, no, it was definitely going a, wrong, a, a good, good race. still fight for the lead, and a winner from 10th on the grid, regardless how overpowered the car was, <laughs> compared mm. to most of the other cars on the, on the track. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, and enjoy but the this race. Is, Again, though, the the problem I have with people going, oh, he's got the best car. (laughs) He's got the best car because Mercedes believe he's the best driver. People wildly underestimate Mercedes could have any driver on the grid if they wanted. And I mean anyone. But I'm not saying it doesn't count because he's not the best car, but any Hamilton fan at Styria or at Zandvoort is like, oh, it doesn't count. I'm Red Bull's fastest. (laughs) No, I don't think... Again, I think... But this is sort of the thing, isn't it? Like, both Hamilton and Max deserve to have the fastest cars. They are yeah. the two best drivers in the sport, and they've got the two fastest cars. Yeah. But people do underestimate way. Mercedes. I mean, it's annoying both ways. Obviously, I'm happier when Red Bull is clear. But yeah. when, when either car is comfortably the fastest on a weekend, it is annoying because you just sort of know what's going to happen. Yes, yeah. the races like the France most and uh, where else. Like, even Silverstone to an extent where they're very similar paced. Cota as well was pretty close. Yeah, Cota was good. Shame it's an egg circuit, <laughs> but still. Um, but yeah, heading though to La Salle this weekend, Jamie. Still find what? it odd the fact. Oh, Qatar, yeah. Qatar, yeah, the La Salle International Circuit. Still oh, find okay. it odd the fact this is part of a triple header and then they're literally going Saudi and Abu Dhabi. Yeah, why is it better not the last three? That would be mad drama. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, La Salle, though, is actually a quite twisty little circuit. And I think a lot of people underestimate just how twisty it is because the only thing we've ever really seen it on is MotoGP. Yeah, and it's trash on MotoGP, according to our MotoGP correspondent as well. Yes. 
Yeah, but then again, he thinks Ross is trash. So we don't really trust him. Yeah, we don't. We don't believe our correspondent that closely. Exactly. But, exactly. Bless him. Yeah. I think LaSalle is gonna be the race that swings it one way or the other. I mean, we say this about every race. What's the gap now? Fourteen. Fourteen. I'm willing to say, whichever driver wins LaSalle wins the championship. I, yeah. I cannot wait for Bottas or Perez to win it. Imagine they Max like, come together. Norris wins or something. <laughs> But yeah, if, if Lewis or Max wins LaSalle, they're well, winning the championship. I just look, it looks like a B-Tech bar, right? It does look a bit like Caesar's Palace, to be honest. Yeah, it's just Caesar's Palace in a desert. Caesar's Desert. Caesar's desert. Palace was in Las Vegas, which is known for being a city built in the desert. Yeah. Well, we're connected. <laughs> Maybe we're just going there. Maybe, yeah, but the, this is why it's part of the triple header. Because it's not actually in South America. In, in Saudi Arabia. In yeah, it's not even in, in Saudi in Arabia, it's in Qatar, it yeah. Oh, dearie me. It, uh, <laughs> looking at the track map, which is obviously the best way to judge a circuit, it looks like a Red Bull circuit, I want to say. I think normally we'd say that, but it kind of has similar characteristics to Interlagos as well. Yeah, very it's long straights. It's not completely low speed. It's not very long straights, but there are a couple of straights. Um, but middle speed corners... It should yeah. be very even, shouldn't it? It, it just depend, depends. Because the, the straight line speed has been so weird this season. Because there's been some places where Red Bull has quicker straight line speed just because they run no wing and still have loads of downforce. And then yeah. at Brazil, the Mercedes was so much quicker in the straight. It really depends, I think, this weekend on uh, how powerful that Mercedes unit is still. Yeah, because it will have lost its edge, because we always see it does. Yeah, yeah. Unless, of course, they've done complete German engineering to it, and it's going to have like a million horsepower uh, for a thousand years. They're Ferrariing it and getting away with it. I don't quite think they're Ferrariing <laughs> it. Um, other quick news: apparently, Daz is back. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, being posted around everywhere. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, a, a little bump. bit, a little bit of play in the steering rack. You know, that's there. So if a driver crashes, the the steering wheel doesn't kill them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> apparently, apparently that that's now Daz two point oh. Nah, you, you'd love to see it. Yep, disqualifying. Um, what else? We've had McLaren being bought out by Audi and then yeah, not being the bought out by Audi, hours, apparently. They've been under new ownership and now not, and still are, kind of. It's very confusing. But yeah, either way, Audi think, look set to join the sport in some capacity within the next few years. I think we're going to see a McLaren-Audi team. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, we've seen McLaren Honda, we've seen McLaren Mercedes, we've seen McLaren Renault, McLaren Audi just makes sense. Am I Both financially. That Audi and Volkswagen Group are the same. Uh, no, maybe. You, no, I think you are right. Even. Yeah, I am right. So I, I saw also that Volkswagen are interested in Red Bull powertrains, which would make a lot of sense, I think. God, yeah, this gets really confusing, doesn't it? Because you've got Audi McLaren, or McLaren yeah. Audi. And, and then, then another, and then Red Bull Volkswagen is the same. Red Bull Porsche, it'll be probably. Yeah. God, yeah, that does get complicated, doesn't it? It's not as bad as when Audi and Porsche used to race at Le Mans together. It's like as bad as when Team Lotus and Lotus Renault were on the grid together. Yeah. It's, oh, that's that's very confusing now, isn't it? Um, in terms though of that Audi buyout that might or might not be happening, honestly, again, as long as they change the name to McLaren Audi, I think it's a really good move. Yeah, and McLaren. Like, McLaren need the money. As, as big as they are, they still need good investment, and it's it's ways to secure that. Basically, we know they've been financially struggling in recent years. Mm. Like the fact they had to sell the building to rent it back out and things like that. I'd and rather see the Ma- champions anymore. Well, Lando's getting there. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they employed Ricardo still, uh, but yeah, I think <laughs> McLaren. I think is a good move. A lot of people are going, oh, but we lose an iconic name from the grid, and they're like. Don't. Audi are not stupid. to say that we don't. <laughs> exactly. This is... We get McLaren for another 20 years rather than maybe another 5 or 10. Yeah. It's it's a wise move from them. Yeah, Audi aren't stupid. Like They've, they've left Lamborghini alone enough. So. Exactly. Exactly. Well, they just do all the engineering behind it and then let Lamborghini do the brochure, don't they? And the design and just make it look as, mental. As Richard Hammond used to say. <laughs> it's got a million horsepower and cannons. It's got lasers <laughs> to get rid of the rain. <laughs> Oh, fun times, fun times. But, yeah, top three predictions then for LaSalle, Jamie. I'm going to say Verstappen because I'm really original. Um, yeah. And Hamilton because I'm also really original. May I point out I got more of my predictions correct at 
<laughs> yeah, but that's just based on who wins because we always predict each other. We always predict Verstappen and Hamilton to win. Didn't so... I put Bottas P3? I don't know. I think I said Perez. So, but then I would have been right if the VSC hadn't screwed Perez over. So yeah, I'm taking that. Mm, I think Bot. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but... Verstappen, Hamilton. The top four has been so boring recently. They've all been the same. Like we've not had an interesting podium sitter in a while. It's just because Perez been... has been consistent again. Yeah. So you're going Hamil- uh, Verstappen, I'll go, Hamilton. I'll go Verham Bot. You're going Verham Bot, are you? Yeah. I am going to go Ham Bot. Ham Ver Bot. Yep. Back again. Back again. I think Mercedes. This chat ain't over, boys. <laughs> Three races to go. 14 points in it. Like I said, LaSalle's going to decide this thing, I think. Yeah. I, if Verstappen wins the next race. He can finish second the last two and win the title. Yes, yeah. Which is could, a very nice he? place to be in where he's finished second easily every race this season. That he's actually yeah, finished. and I think this will be why Hamilton's desperate to win. Because if Hamilton wins all three Grand Prix, he, it's in both he wins the title. The minute, yeah. They're both in full control of their own destiny. Just got to yeah. no beat the Dutchman. To avoid weekends as well. I mean, it will be kind of insane, isn't it? Because you think of a lot of examples in the past. This might be the time when everyone thought the baton's being handed over and it isn't it will be really annoying I, w- I will genuinely be upset for weeks if Hamilton wins a title really? <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I've gone through so many stages of convincing myself that Stappen's going to win it it has been it's one of those really it's a bit like Ferrari McLaren I think in the battle for P3 like you're not really sure how they've stayed as close as they have but they are and now they're you, I just feel like there's a slow bit of the tide moving the other way. But we said that after Mexico, it was Max's to lose now. Yeah, and it and still is. It. Max has after... got a 14 point lead. But Mercedes had come to be the quickest car in Brazil. If they have the quickest car the last three races, what can you do apart from finish second? Well, exactly. Like, it's, Learn it's to so finish dependent on, second, on how quick. Also, Learn... how many. So it's 14 points. So yep. Hamilton wins two races. Yep. Verstappen second. Yep. Taking out of context, like getting rid of faster starts for a second. Yep. And then if Hamilton wins Qatar and Saudi, they go level into Abu Dhabi. Yep. With Verstappen leading on count back, I assume. Yep. Wins. One more win still. So Nine if, to if eight. Verstappen just detonates them both, we'll have a tie. And I think if he did that, he'd get disqualified from the championship. But if on he the does it in a discreet way. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> the FIA are going to allow a discreet way for him to win the title. <laughs> it would be very amusing. Never then, I say that, that, and I go, well, Verstappen completely rammed him off the road. Yeah. And they let that slide. What, They've got what no bottle when it comes to big decisions at all. <laughs> yeah, Michael Mass is just going to go, I'm sorry, Jonathan Wheatley, we I couldn't didn't realise this was hard <laughs> racing. I completely <laughs> forgot Hamilton and Max Verstappen were even in a championship battle this weekend. <laughs> That imagine yeah. they crash on that one. The rest of the race would just be view, like videoing of Michael Massey with the team radio between the team and the FIA the whole time. Yeah, no and this is the problem, isn't it? Perez winning the race. Like Hamilton said, this sort of thing never happened. Like there was, yeah, there was never. Because I mean, was before the, the end of the season, Seb would bottle it anyway. Yeah, but there was always the sort of knowledge in the back of your head that Mercedes had them at arm's length if they wanted to. <laughs> almost. No, not through a lot of 2017. 2017, I guess. Yeah. 2017 a bit more, but 2018. No, on that made it slower, which is funny. <laughs> that was 2018. <laughs> that was 17. It? Was that 17? You sure? Yeah, yeah. When they they put an upgrade on after Malaysia for Japan, which they DNF'd every race anyway. But no, I no, that was 2018 because Ferrari had a much quicker car down the straights for a lot of the year, and then suddenly oh, yeah. didn't anymore. Yeah, no, that was definitely 2018. Um. But yeah, there's just that sense with Max, isn't there? Like we said tonight, his will to win. It's just like a Red bit Brewer too are much far. more like well-oiled team than Ferrari. They're a lot less chaotic. You feel like at the moment, for now. Yeah. They're also a team that gave Daniel Ricciardo like seven engine failures in a row. Yeah, that was Renault. We don't we don't hold Honda accountable. No, well, I'd be amazed <laughs> if you hold Honda accountable for that. They had nothing to do with it. But yeah, yeah, it's. I, I just I don't want to think about that scenario until we get there. I absolutely do. 
I mean, it could be an absolute fizzle out from now. Hamilton might have an engine failure at LaSalle, and then Max just wraps up the title in Saudi. Like That'd be lovely. I'll take that. That could happen. It wouldn't. I'd rather it the other way around. <laughs> I've already asked for a Christmas present of a Verstappen title celebration display, so I bet he better. Have you actually? <laughs> have you actually done that? Well, not officially, but my parents were asking me what I want. I was like, yeah, if he wins the title, get me this. <laughs> oh, I, I desperately want to see Hamilton win up to now, but now even more. Like that guy that got a tattoo <laughs> of Max Verstappen oh, 2021 world so champion. Bad. They're like, so I the just Euros pray. Pray now more than ever. Like that motivates me more than like, as much as I want to see Hamilton win, I'm sorry, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't for me. But... I just—it's things like that, and they're like, actually, you know what? I do want to see him win even more now. I will be so annoyed until at least January. Like, January. yeah, no, I—that—that's oh, what makes me want to see Hamilton do it. <laughs> There'll be no podcasts until winter testing. <laughs> oh dearie me! Anything else to add, though, Jamie? Before we wrap this one up? Don't think so. Quite so yeah, one, but then there was a sprint weekend, so we allow it. Exactly. Congratulations to Guan Yuzhou on his Alfa Romeo drive. You what a driver. Rich, Chinese-backed, mid-Formula 2 driver. Uh, Oscar Piastri, your time's coming. Uh, hello to my best friend Callum Isla. I'm sure you're watching this as well, I'm mate. sure he's watched a minute 57 of his podcast. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you all. So much for watching nonetheless. We'll be back next time out ready to review the Qatar Grand Prix. What's it the, like, is it the didgeridoo Qatar Grand Prix or whatever it's called? Isn't it Aramco? Or is no, it? no, that's Saudi. Um, what's it called again? It's got the worst name I think I've seen in recent years. It is... The Oridu Qatar Grand Prix. Oridu. Double O-R-E-D-O-O. Oh, Oridu. Yeah, I do remember seeing that, actually. The Didgeridoo Qatar Grand Prix. The Didgeridoo Qatar Grand Prix. We'll be back very, very soon. Well, goodbye, everyone. Yeah. Good. Okay, Jamie's just decided he's had enough. But yeah, thank you all so much for watching. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jamie's checked out, but we'll be back next week. Maybe he'll be here, maybe he won't. And yeah, we'll we'll see you guys in, in the next one. <laughs>